The Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast brings you a unique view of Mesa through its vibrant business community and the subjects that are important. The podcast is produced in the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Media Studio, sponsored by the University of Phoenix. Our podcast is hosted by Mesa Chamber of Commerce CEO Sally Harrison. Please enjoy this episode of the Mesa Chamber Inside Business Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Inside Business Mesa Chamber of Commerce podcast. I'm not Sally. No. I'm still Bob. Yeah. And Sally's here with me. Yep. And we've got, coming back, and also new at the same time, Golden Goose Digital Marketing. Well, one's new, one's not. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, Dan Baker, who was with us last time, is with us again today. And Dan? Hello. Hello. <laughs> and joining Dan is Josh. Josh, how are you? I'm good. Josh, I'm... your last name just went right out of my head, like literally as I said your name. It's Sorry. low. Okay, low. Josh, low. <laughs> Very good. How are you? I'm, good. I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> He's, <kind of> <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm confused now. I don't know what to do. Oh, I was trying to make that low comment sound funnier than it was, but I don't know. <laughs> I need more last name puns, apparently. We'll take care of it post. <laughs> It'll be hilarious. Awesome. Laugh track. So you welcome back to Dan's. Uh, welcome back, Golden Goose, in a general yes. sense. Yes. So, so before we get started, talk about what Golden Goose is, because yes. not everybody knows, right? Yes. So Golden Goose, uh, we are a digital marketing agency, and we specialize in all things digital marketing, mostly focused around uh, online advertising, websites, social media. What else am I missing? I don't know. Just, you know, general things, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, like I've said before, you know. Uh, come to us with a problem uh, with an online issue, and we'll probably fix it, even if it seems like IT sometimes. <laughs> probably fix it. It always probably. probably. <laughs> we'll likely fix it, and then we'll have no idea how to charge you for it. That's that feels more in line with our MO. Okay. <laughs> well, you talked about digital advertising for your business. How many networks can people advertise their business on digitally? I mean, I, I would say at this point it's endless. So um, I can think of six off the top of my head, maybe even more. Um, but obviously, there's all the different uh, online perspectives. So you can you could run Google Ads, you could run Bing Ads, you could run um, in a programmatic platform like a Display and Video 360. You could do that through Verizon. You could do that. Uh, what else am I missing? I, Amazon has options. You know, then you can go social with LinkedIn. You can do Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, Pinterest, surprisingly, I just got hit up. Uh, did you see that email from that lady from Pinterest wanting us to advertise for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So direct um, buys. Yeah, direct buys. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, you can directly purchase advertising through websites. Uh, you know, if you wanted to advertise on the Mesa Chamber, that's something you can also do. Surprisingly, nice. right? Look at that. Yeah, nice. Look at the plug. Way nice. to go, Dan. That's why you got invited back, huh? That's yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah Bring the plug. Just don't do enough of that, Dan. So, um, Dan, question for you: When people think, "Hey, I want to advertise online," right? Yep. What are some of the things that they kind of need to think about, or plan around, or consider before they like pull the trigger on something? Um, I think they obviously want to have their messaging in order, what their branding looks like. They want to like have an idea of what they want that to sound like. Um, but they also should really have something in relation to like their website. It should be really well set up in order to actually convert because if we take somebody to a bad website, it's not going to do very well. No matter, no matter what advertising you do, if it doesn't take somebody to something that they can then you know, perform a task on or a conversion is what we would call it, but it, it's not going to do any good and your advertising dollar will be wasted. So that's kind of the way that I think people should really focus in on is my website dialed in enough to you know, kind of handle you know, this kind of ad traffic and then 
uh, get people to take action from that traffic. Yeah. Um, also, what helps, um, Dan, especially, is uh, have a good idea of what your ideal customer looks like. That yes. way we can really nail down the targeting. Yes. Especially from a programmatic standpoint. Like, it's crazy some of the data points that we have access to. Yeah. So having a good idea of the person that you want to go after and, you know, type of person that's yeah. succeeded well for, or has performed well for you in the past as a customer yeah. um, can really help him with the targeting. That is huge. And we, and surprisingly, like Josh alluded to with the programmatic, we have yet to find, actually, I have one client I can think of uh, that we haven't been able to find a ideal audience for them just because um, the services that they offer are so immediate that it would be difficult for them to get in front of them through that type of advertising. They need a little bit more of an immediacy. So like my house is on fire, I need to Yes, so yeah, if you need the fire department, obviously ads might not be in the ads. best line yeah, of defense. And it's like, how do I get in touch with the fire department? And then they have to hope that an ad populates. Yeah. Gotcha, I gotcha. Well, okay, so aside from, hi, hey, I got a sale, how else can someone know if their ad's effective? So there's actually quite a bunch of different ways that you can do it. So, you know, it can be dependent on things like click-through rates, um, how many impressions you're getting, what your impression share looks like. And then that just means, impressions means how many people did the ad serve to that they actually, you know, saw the ad. Maybe they didn't click on the ad, but they actually saw it. So that can be effective if you're trying to brand. Um, obviously, if they're clicking, and that's where the click-through rate comes in. So how many, you know, clicks did I get versus my impressions? Um, what else am I missing? Uh, basically, like time on page. You can, you know, like things like bounce rates and um, like what kind, how many pages they viewed once they entered a site from an ad. Um, is there anything else I'm missing here? It depends on what the campaign goals yeah. are. But the cool thing is we can auto-optimize the ads based on whatever conversion goals you have. Yeah, because it doesn't always have to be a sale is like your conversion yeah. goal. Somebody can be in the position where, well, it's really difficult. I can't sell my products online. So maybe they'll have to call me or they have to fill out a form. And then at that point, we can get the ball rolling on what their specific need is because, you know, I'm a custom solution or I'm a, you know, my product offering isn't something that's easily sold online because it's maybe a really large purchase or something. So that'd be where, you know, somebody picking up the phone and dialing or somebody filling out a form and reaching out. Like those are really effective ways to know if your campaigns are, you know, performing beyond just, hey, I got a sale. Like I sell widgets and I sold 100 widgets with my $100 of ad spend kind of thing. So that would be a huge uh, way to kind of, track that and say this is working well so well what is ad tracking why, why are people talking about it so much thank you he, he led right into that i know i know, I know. it's like i planned it right <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so ad tracking i think there's probably two schools of thought so there is there is ad tracking in relation to what we're what we're looking for which is targeting the right people and then tracking how they interact with an ad so I want to know what kinds of things did they do? You know, are the ads being effective? If I'm seeing a really low click-through rate, I obviously know that the ads are not effective, they're not, people aren't interested in them and they're not clicking them and they're not grabbing their attention. So we want to try to improve things like that. If the conversions are low, maybe we have something uh, not properly set up on the site or maybe just where we have it on the site isn't flowing properly for them and they're leaving before we get them to where we want them and driving them in. Um, that's like one school of thought around ad tracking. I would assume the second school of thought in relation to that is around the tracking of your targeted audience. So um, tracking them through their in their customer journey or their web journey uh, that they are going down, and then uh, as they you know go through that web journey, uh, using that data that you know these uh, platforms that exist, these ad exchanges, and the different places where they can pull that data, uh, can then use that as an advertiser. We're allowed to then you know track that 
and know if that's a viable audience for the products and services that our customers are looking to sell to that particular audience. So those would be like the two schools of thoughts whenever I think about ad tracking. So. I have no idea what he just said. Do you? Uh, I Simplify was halfway, for you, Josh. Halfway through, I yeah. would do it, and then it just kind of went, oh, I'm glazing. I think he's the guy on the commercials at the very end that does the really fast talk. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. That's generally how it goes. Yeah. He'll go off, and then I'll absorb what he's saying, yeah. and then drill it down to like yes. a two-sentence response. So Josh response. is going so. to now simplify what I just said. <laughs> Uh, basically, you want to know where a customer is in their journey to purchase. So, you know, we can hit them early on in that purchase journey, you know, and just raise awareness, or we can hit them later on when they have the intention to buy. Yeah. So it's important to know where they are in that process so that we can adjust the message to, to them. So is it is it message-based? Let's say, for example, I am uh, looking to buy a used car, but I know that I'm I'm three months out. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm going to buy in three months out. Does the message change... If you're the dealer and the dealer says, hey, I want to know who's buying three months from now versus I'm looking for somebody that's going to buy this weekend. Yeah. So how can people be more cognizant of that messaging in terms of what tips can they have to make sure that they're reaching that person at the right point of the journey they want to reach them at? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a you question. Dan's <laughs> giving me a weird look, but... Um... I, I think it's important to know where they are in that journey because your message is just going to be totally different. Like, you know, if you're just kind of dipping your toes in the water to buy a car, you know, you're going to, you know, maybe they show you a wide variety of different vehicles because they want to kind of maybe guide your purchase towards a certain direction, you know, maybe a higher trim level or something like that. But, you know, if Google or any of these other ad platforms has data that you are searching specific terms, you know, they're going to want to show you that exact vehicle that you're looking for instead of, you know, a more generic ad that just says, hey, come to our dealership because we're great. You know, that'd be a good branding campaign for somebody that's just in general looking for a car. But then if they're the latter, you want to show them the exact vehicle that they're interested in and steal somebody else's sale, basically. Yeah. And to piggyback on that, it also would depend on the type of um, ad that you would actually go after at that point. So if somebody in your situation, if you're like three months down the line, maybe for the time being, it's just kind of staying in front of you. So like you went to the dealership, you've surfed around. Now, uh, maybe, maybe you filled out a thing saying, hey, I'm a little bit down the line. So maybe they start to send you like a couple of emails. Maybe there's an email marketing, a little drip campaign happening kind of thing, just keeping you top of mind. Maybe there's some social media stuff happening and suddenly they're showing up in your social media feed and you're like, oh yeah, those guys do want to sell me a car. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, like as your purchase intention grows and they start to see that, you know, you're, you're entering the site more often and things are happening, start they're going to start hitting you with ads more frequently and they're going to start, you know, trying to get your attention a lot, you know, sooner in that piece. So... I, I think that's kind of the other part is the actual ad that they're going to utilize or the platform that they're going to utilize to then reach you as you go through that. So as you, you know, I think of it like a funnel. So, you know, if you're up here at the top of that funnel and that's the three month mark, once you're in the, I want to buy the lowest part of the funnel, which is the actual piece you want, that's where they're going to be really dropping as much of their eggs into that basket as possible um, and really hit you with as much targeted information. And like a car is a great example because you could have a product feed um, or something like that going, and if there was a car that you went to, suddenly, man, it feels like such a personalized ad. That exact car I was just looking at is on this advertisement. How is that possible? You know, and it's like, oh, yeah, so that's, that's part of that. crazy because, you know, all that data exists because, you know, Google and all these other third-party data providers uh, track people all over the web, and, like, we all think we're individuals, and we all do our own research and think we're more clever than the algorithms, but... It's crazy sometimes, you know, the patterns that you can fall into and they know exactly, you know, sometimes they'll show you something that you didn't even know you were looking for because you fell into a certain behavioral pattern. So it's kind of creepy. 
only his shoes. <laughs> Good. So um, it sounds like, and Dan kind of touched on this, and I kind of want to want to expound on this. It sounds like there's more than one methodology that could be involved in a campaign. So, for example, you see the ad on Facebook, and then maybe you get a drip email, or you know, talk a little bit about how to utilize those different things together. Yeah. So I would say, you know, kind of utilizing those things together would be about creating that like that complete message and making sure that that message stays consistent across all the different channels that someone's going into. So you don't want to, you know, be positioning something from a social media perspective as like some great buy and then they go and they get an email campaign and it makes it sound like it's now a luxury car, but you were looking at like a Honda, you know, and it's like (laughs) that doesn't make a lot of sense. So it's that kind of message consistency and utilizing each of those pieces to build on each part of it. So if somebody, you know, enters enters in a website from an advertisement uh, on social media and they go through the process of saying, hey, I'm interested in purchasing a car eventually. I'd like to give you my email address. Please reach out to me in however many you know months or something like that. In that situation, suddenly there's an email campaign that starts at that point because you, you roll into, and this goes maybe a little beyond, you know, the you know, typical online advertising that we're kind of thinking about, but they drop into maybe, you know, a customer resource manager solution, so a CRM at that point, where they can create automation uh, to follow that person around. And in, in one of those things too, maybe you're three months out, but if they can hit you with the right message, maybe you'll buy tomorrow if they can get you right away. But maybe they can't, so then you you roll through this flow of automation where they say, okay, this person hasn't converted, they haven't purchased a car yet, let's send them another email, let's you know position them so that they're they're seeing an ad on social media, let's show them a display advertisement, let's have a video of our commercial play on YouTube. You know, and kind of go and so forth. Oh, they're on Spotify. Let's serve them an ad while they're listening to you know Dead Kennedys or something like that. So yeah, um, yeah, we'll play on that. He didn't even respond. So yeah, but that that's exactly. <laughs> just love inside jokes. So, you I love know, inside jokes. Nobody no is going to understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, so that was exactly my point. Uh, but yeah, and Dan that, mentioned Dead Kennedys on the way in today. So everybody's caught up. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's the, uh, that would be kind of expounding upon how you could utilize those services by keeping that message consistent and making sure you stay top of mind for your, for your particular clientele and your audience so that they know yeah. that you're there for them when they need you. Because that's the biggest I- issue is in today's world, you're hit with so much stuff on a regular basis. I was just listening to that podcast or for the webinar from, uh, was that, Kate, the Channel 7, mm-hmm. and they were talking about like, the seven different, you have to like hit somebody seven different times basically. And it's like, we've said that forever, you know, that you have to hit somebody with seven different like brand interactions before they like even start to recognize like, oh yeah, I should probably work with that brand, you know? Or, and the same thing goes with that messaging needs to be consistent so that they feel really confident that uh, they're gonna work with a company and that that same feeling that they're getting from an ad or from the website is then gonna be the end result once they actually talk to somebody or make a purchase and have to deal with some some level beyond just you know surfing the internet. So I think that's the big thing is getting in front of people and keeping yourself top of mind because you, you're just hit with so much data nowadays and so much information like overload all the time that it can be really hard to like you know get through the deluge as it were you know of everything you're seeing and then honing in on like what matters and that's where a lot of what we do around targeting and stuff you know annoy the right people is always our slogan kind of things so that people don't feel 
Like they're getting hit with stuff that they don't care about because there is so much stuff. How much stuff? Yeah, yeah. 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 you know. So, um, do do you have to sell the lumber in your home to afford this? Is that is that? Uh... We only accept lumber. <laughs> yes. Hey, that's a hot thing right now. Yeah, I heard absolutely. the prices just got halved basically. Yeah, that's so. good. Yeah, the whatever it is, the commodity. I wasn't holding too yeah, much of that. Yeah, so. Yeah. so, but talk a little bit about price. Like, how can a small business engage in this? Can they? I mean, obviously. That's part of why you guys exist, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that can be the, the scary part is, oh, working with an agency, I'm going to get hit with some huge management fee that I can't afford or something like that, or they're going to have some minimum that I have to spend with them, things like that. And we don't really have any minimums, and we don't feel that our you know, our management fees are even close to some of our, you know, competitors, as it were, and things like that. But As low as 10%. As low as 10%, yes. <laughs> That's Thanks, a, Josh. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a definite asterisk on that all the way. So. <laughs> but yeah, we can definitely we can definitely work inside of those budgets. And I think that's the that's the plus side. We're yes, we're small, we're nimble. We're you know, there's not gonna you're never gonna run into that. But at the same point, if you're a company and you feel like okay, I need to be marketing, I need to be advertising online, I need to be doing things, but I'm I'm nervous about having hiring somebody and paying them money to do it on top of having to pay for things like ad spend and you know like. The traditional kind of advertising dollars, as it were, it can be terrifying. So that's where there are some solutions out there. There are some things that we can do to help. We have some packages that are that are small and help you kind of get your feet wet and you know your you know and things like that. Um, but even if you had to do a DIY route or something like that, you could. There's a lot of different tools. I mean, Google makes some really smart tools that you can utilize if you wanted to run ads on Google. Or same with you know Facebook and Instagram. They make really they make it really easy to boost posts and create content and not spend a lot of money and things like that. So, and we can help you with all of that stuff as well. And it wouldn't cost a ton, but yeah. Yep. And if you're in kind of that middle, small-ish business size, um, you can just give us a call and, you know, we'll let you know if we feel like a campaign could be successful for you or not. We don't want to run unsuccessful campaigns. So if we feel like something's going to fail, we'll probably give you a different option, even if it doesn't include us. Um, yeah. Because, you know, we want you to succeed. We don't want to run ads for somebody for a month and then have them drop off. That feels terrible for everybody. So. Yeah, it doesn't worse whenever we do that for somebody and it doesn't end up being, doesn't end up panning out. And I think that's one thing that's great, too. Uh, if you talk to us, it's also something we can maybe help you realize what your actual budget should be. I think sometimes people uh, might not realize how much they have to spend. Or even we had a client uh, just recently and he was telling me what he was spending. And I go, you're spending far too much. Your competitors are nowhere near you on that, so you should be crushing them, but you're not because you're, you're not doing it correctly for one, but uh, for two, you know, you're spending way too much. There's no need to spend that much. So here's a more reasonable budget that you could go after. So uh, that's not always going to be the scenario. I think in more times than not, we're going to run into a situation like, no, you're going to need to spend a little more than that. But there, are, there is light in the tunnel that there are times when um, that we're going to be able to help you understand what that budget needs looks like. So you can plan for that too. I think that's even bigger. So if like that, like if, you, if the solution doesn't include us, we can at least help you understand what the solution needs to look like, even if you were to do it yourself kind of thing. So I think that's a really beneficial thing to do because a lot of people are nervous. What should they spend? That's always the question. We get that asked a lot. Like we say, what's your budget? And they go, I don't know. What do you think? So. <laughs> Two million dollars. Yeah, I was like, yeah. How much you got? <laughs> so, um, if if people do want to kind of reach out to you, how do they do that? Um, I think, like we said in the last podcast, they can obviously reach out to us. They can go to our website, goldengoosedm.com. That was so long ago, though. Yeah, it was a it was a while ago. It, surprisingly, right? Um, and then um, what? The goldengoosedm.com. They could fill out a form there. We've got our 
Uh, our phone number there, that's 480-877-9805. They can reach out to info at goldengoosedm.com. Um, again, I'm still prone to carrier pigeons and smoke signals, so that's my preferred method of communication. But, you know, you you if, if that's not in your wheelhouse, and then we got a lot of fire restrictions right now, so whatever works. So You could face in the Queen Creek direction and extend your arms. <laughs> there you go. If you stand it's in the best road way to and reach just yell digital marketing, we will try to find you. <laughs> a, a magical golden goose will appear yes. in the sky. <laughs> okay, I, I do have a follow-up question to last time. So when you were here, you were talking about a, a road trip with your friends to go riding. How'd that turn out? Oh, with, the, with this gentleman over here? It's uh, one yeah. of them. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> so one out of two. One, yeah. One, oh, out, wait, yeah. one, out, one, of, one out of three had a great time. I uh, took him to Mountain Bike Heaven. <laughs> and he complained the whole time. <laughs> Yes, I claim no responsibility. There's no responsibility. We, uh, we, looking back, it is one of those trips where you look back and you go, "That was a really fun trip. We should do it again." And only one person <clears throat> thinks to himself, "No, we shouldn't." So. <laughs> there you go. Okay, interesting. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yes, right. I think we are planning. Aren't we talking about a trip? We've been talking about going like Colorado or something like that, right? Sure. That's a conversation we had. <laughs> just like me, I'm no, on the radio. Here's the, here's here's the joy. Do I not listen to all the complaining? <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Let's hash this out we right just, now. We discussed, an, we discussed an option in which I didn't have well, to go up a hill. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go up a hill. Yeah, not having. Yeah, if, as long as I can go down the hill, that's fine. It's the act of going up the hill, and I believe you said there was a, a tram or something that could take us to the top of yeah. the hill. So there's the Sounds there's better. the resolution, right? Yeah. Yep. So. Right. Interesting. Well, there you go. So, um, will you guys uh, typically see a surge of business going into the fall for the holidays? Yeah. Is there, a, is there a cycle? I think we're in our busy season actually right now. Um, and I, right, well, I would say that. I right? don't know like, if our data set goes back far enough to. <laughs> okay. So, how about what we know about being in industry as long as we have is there is a typical uptick in the summertime and things like that. And into the fall time, there's usually a pretty big uptick, and then it drops pretty significantly, like around like the first of the year. And stuff. Are, are people buying yeah. now for the holidays, or are they buying now for now? They're kind of buying now for now, but there is like the thought process of, well, I want to be ready for the holidays, so maybe they're planning a positioning where they're going to start advertising now to get the messaging out there, and then they're going to make a big push towards you know the end of the year and the holiday, holiday times. But it really is industry specific. Yeah. Some places are weird. Like if you sell insurance, there's like an open enrollment period. So that's right. your busy right. time, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you sell Retails, like, yeah, if you sell back to school stuff, right now it's crazy, right? This mm-hmm. is your time, mm-hmm. this is sure. your Christmas, you know? Right. But if you're on an e-commerce platform where you sell a consumer good, the holidays are obviously going to be bigger, or if you sell a, if you're in, if you do taxes or something like that, your CPA, your big season should should be in that wool for us at that point. For when a lot of our other people are kind of doing a regroup, you should be hitting the ground hard because it's January. It's time to do your taxes. Yeah. By the way, good job on demonstrating your industry knowledge right there by extending several industries and when their hot period is. That's why people should use you. Just saying. <laughs> what? Dan knows a freakish amount of information on a lot of, of a wide variety of things. <laughs> I'm a master of none, but I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've, gotten, yeah. We've gotten a lot of client calls where I'm like, I don't know anything about this industry. And he's just rattling off business names and like, you know, weird facts. And, yes, yeah, that's I it. Think I, so. just, I stock the directory. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Okay. What else you want to know? I, well, there's so many things, but I think it might be saved for another time. All right. Yeah. We'll have to come back. Yeah, we I should try so. get all three of them next time. Yeah, oh, we, tried, we tried. Yeah, we tried. Yeah, but I was like, no, I'm busy. 
Ben will be listening, so don't be such a harsh uh, impersonation. Oh, okay. oh. No. Ben said. Make Ben sound friendly. People, we want people ben to call us. Ben is really friendly. He's by far the friendliest of all of us. Yeah, so. we decided that he's yeah. the guy that should be taking the initial phone calls. Yeah, absolutely. On, so. That's and that's why Ben is. <laughs> that's why Ben's not here because right. he is out doing his yeah, due diligence and out there. The phone. You know, whatever they call that, shaking heads and kissing babies or something like that. So shaking, shaking hands. Shaking hands. hands. Well, they said to say shaking babies. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't shaken a hand in a year. I don't know. When's the last time you shook a head? Exactly. I mean, only a couple of weeks ago. Well, thank you both. <laughs> to Dan and Josh for joining yes. us today from Golden Goose Digital Marketing. Uh, we got nothing. We'll have them come back. Yeah, I and think so. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure out more digital. Maybe topics. we can get Ben on the phone or something. There we, we can go. Include him that, that way. That could be an idea. I think yeah. we could do it. Ben's a very busy guy. Let's do guy. the Ben floating yeah. head. Yeah. 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 Like, I can like hold ben his neck stage. and then he can be on the call part of it. Yeah. That'd be great. He would probably <laughs> enjoy that, right? Yeah. He would love to be. Uh, yeah. Golden Goose DM. Yes, goldengoosedm.com yep. is where people can find you. And um, obviously, uh, they, people should check them out soon because you got to get ready for the holidays, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Guys. Yeah. And do that. So thank yeah. you both for joining us. And this has been the Inside Business Mesa Chamber of Commerce podcast. I am the, I guess, co-host today. Kind of yeah. today. There you go. And yeah, I'm Sally. <laughs> there you go. Sally, just Sally? Yeah. Not Sally Harrison, President and CEO of the Mesa Chamber of Commerce? Mm -hmm. That too. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. There you go. Well, thank you. Thank okay. you for joining us, gents. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks. This has been a Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. You can find all podcast episodes at iTunes, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org. Content of this podcast is copyright the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, unless otherwise noted.